if you've ever felt like crossing the Rubicon into historical gaming, then this week's prize could be for you. One lucky winner has a chance to get their hands on the revised two-player starter set for SPQR A Clash of Heroes from store.ontabletop.com. If you want to be in with a chance to win, then you need to pop a comment below the video, give the video a like, and be a subscriber to the channel. If you can, share it around on your social media. But for now, sit back, put your feet up, because the weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender, your one-stop shop for all of the gaming goodness that has been happening this week. This week, I am joined by the mighty Jerry. Hola. The magnificent Ben. Hola. And Free. How are you doing, Free? I'm good, thanks. How are we all doing today, guys? Good, good. Good. Very Another good. week in lockdown. Oh, no. That, same <laughs> different day. Good <laughs> <laughs> enough, but uh, seeing as we are still in lockdown, it's the perfect time for everyone to actually jump in and join us for the spring cleaning challenge. Yes. So uh, if you have been living under a rock or in a small cave up a mountainside like a hermit and don't know what this is, uh, every year we like to do what's called the spring cleaning challenge where everybody gets a chance to go back and revisit an old project that they've maybe, you know, it's just been put to the side, you know, maybe a tournament's coming up and you haven't had time to work on it. And you can basically go... I really enjoyed working on that. I want to see it finished or at least take it to that next tabletop level. Cause maybe you finished the project. You're looking at it going, yeah, my skills are a little better now. I could do a little more to that. And yeah. as you can see on screen, tons and tons of people have already been joining in. Mm. Yeah. We've had so many people diving in, making products, projects, projects. Yes. Uh, so there's been loads of fantastic historical stuff, fantasy, mm. sci-fi, pulpy weirdness as well. It's been fantastic to see. Yeah. Some of them have been kind of like returning projects from a couple of years ago as well, which is ah, really nice. So people so are coming it, back and going, ah, I want to repaint this. Yeah, they're reclaiming it and repainting it, which is cool. <laughs> uh, but then there's also been plenty of people starting it up for the first time as well. So it's yeah, always yeah. nice to see what people are up to. Yeah. Now, some of the important things for this. This can be absolutely anything hobby related. So it could be rebuilding a gaming table, building a new gaming table that you've, you know, maybe had ideas and plans for and you want to finish through the project. You can come back to old armies, old uh, painting projects, anything and everything you could think of as hobby spring cleaning. Now, we have four £50 on tabletop vouchers up for grabs and we have four categories for the people who can win. So we have the best tutorial. So basically, step by step, let people see what you're up to so that they can go, yes, I understand. I could actually follow along and do this myself. We have the best idea. So it doesn't have to be completely finished, but if it's something that is just knock your socks off, holy crap, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that's what that one is. Our third one, Ben. So you've got best skill. Have you said that? Yeah, best uh, skill. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So best skill is basically the most skill, the most well completed project. And, and then, then the final have... one is for the junior beast or junior on tabletopper. Junior junior otter, I guess. Baby otters. It's a baby, baby otters award. Otter pup. The otter. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what are you creating? Yeah. So if you're an otter pup, haha, you're below 16. It's now a thing. You can't erase it now, Lloyd. Uh, this I, is I want like to... a little otter pup plushie. Exactly, little... yeah. We should do that. 
yeah. but this is for someone who's under 16 and can also win themselves a 50 pound voucher as well mm-hmm. to spend on the on tabletop store as mm-hmm. justin was saying before as well as that don't be afraid to just put anything that you want up don't there's no stress about finishing it there mm-hmm. is absolutely no stress within the time frame mm-hmm. you've got all of the spring to do this as well so you've not got to rush around make sure something's yep. finished just be part of it as well yep. and uh, yeah just get involved and I mean, like what you could do if you're going in for like the tutoring one, it could be you bringing in, you know, a little brother, a little cousin, something like that, and teaching them their first steps into the hobby. So something yeah. like that. And then there you go. As far as the hobby goes, it doesn't just have to be about painting or building or whatever. Play hmm. some games. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people who have got stacks of games that have never oh, been yeah. dusted off or, yeah. or it was ordered or kickstarted and then it mm-hmm. arrived. It's like that will join that pile over there or sit on that shelf yeah mm-hmm. break out play some games mm-hmm. uh, do some battle reports because i like yep. battle reports it, it might or inspire me to a uh, campaign yeah it might it might inspire me to break out mythic battles pantheon that has sat on my shelf since it arrived and oh, never dude. been outplayed so, such yeah. an amazing game that is a crime against <laughs> gaming that you have not played that I, I painted two of the gods and then a set of spiders for an entirely different game ranges mm. shadow deep but nice. that's about it so, yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, don't, don't even get me started on mythic battles or i will be here all day it's one of my favorite <laughs> all time get your chance games. next week yeah <laughs> hey, hey ragnarok is coming yeah. and I, I never thought i would say that with a smile on my face <laughs> Clear off that pile of shame, guys. Clear it off. Uh, d- uh, honestly, living in my own apartment, it just expands. You know the way some people have a hobby room? I have a hobby apartment. It's just everywhere. Oh, yeah. My, my pile of shame of board games that I haven't touched actually gives me anxiety because I feel like they're judging me. I'm like, you haven't played me yet. I'm still in the shrink rat. Oh, I <laughs> see. This is why I love games that have a solo mode is you can literally take it and play with it yourself. Okay. And then if eventually you get time to play with friends, you already know the game well enough to teach them Very oh true. yeah yeah been there done that i've had it sitting on the side as soon as come on, someone comes around there's already ball game on the side it's like we're playing a ball game tonight <laughs> yeah yeah it's been sitting on the side for ages of course <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's enough for uh our spring cleaning challenge make sure and jump in guys because it's a lot of fun make sure and go and drop in and give people those ratings for their their skill their tutoring their ideas because you know it's it's kind of cool and it's a really good vibe to get whenever you're seeing people saying i like what you're doing with your project right ben do you want to take us into india of the week yes so uh it was jerry's pick this week so i'm gonna i'm gonna let him wax lyrical about it as soon as we as soon as we get to it but this is kurasan miniatures who are more or less overdue being uh, spotlighted in uh, india of the mm. week they have been working for a very very long time on a bunch of miniatures and you may remember many moons ago we looked at one of their amazing dragons which maybe we'll get to in this but mm-hmm. they do a whole raft of different things which uh, jerry is going to take us through now so. yeah look jerry do me a favor and scroll down my 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 photoshopper the heart has hurt <laughs> those cavalry it's just like oh god why just I'm falling on a lasso please. I, I, i'll tell you why because nobody cares i don't care <laughs> i care this, this is this is not a computer game man Wind your neck and son. We're not, we're, not here to, we're not here to look at the video. We're here to look at the tw- soldiers. And, yeah. as, as, as far as Jerry's concerned, it's go. got the miniature in it. So that's the... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so we'll start the bidding with the historic side, I think, mm -hmm. um, because they have one or two historic miniatures, uh, mostly 15 mil, although there are a few 28s that sneak in here and there, um, which can't be helped. You know, it, it's insidious 28 mil. <laughs> it will get you in the end. But uh, Kurosan have been knocking the ball out of the park so to speak, for historics for some time now. Um, so I think I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up because generally we start at the top and then run out of steam halfway down. That's true. <laughs> don't get to see, don't get to see what's down below. Uh, so we'll start off with something that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts um, at the moment, which is the what ifs. I know obviously Lloydie has been big into his what ifs recently. Um, and there's a, a lot of stuff coming for Team Yankee. And all of this is obviously compatible with the stuff that Battlefront do for Team Yankee. Uh, mm. So you can get your hands on some really nice 15 mil figures to do your um, sort of post-World War II uh, what-if scenarios. Possibly, you know, what if somebody decided just to stick the head into Russia just at the end? <laughs> just at the end, after Germany's been defeated, and you're going, well, you know, what if we just keep on going? We don't want the communists to get too far. <laughs> See, I do remember there actually was a quote from like a victory parade where an American and a British general were sitting watching a victory parade in Berlin and the JS3s were rolling through and the British general was getting, you know, a little bit nervous and the American general turned to him and went, don't worry, we're still with you. I think that was Eisenhower. I'm not sure was who he was talking to, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but a lot of this stuff will be familiar to people who play World of Tanks. So, for example, the E25 Fuchs, uh, which is a ridiculous tank hunter, a little whippet type thing. Oh, um, so speedy. Yeah, incredibly speedy. But beautiful casts. The one thing you can be guaranteed of, regardless of what you click on to here with Kurosan, is that the quality of the sculpts is just superb. They do yeah. absolutely yeah. terrific stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they come on unpainted, these ones? These are all unpainted, yeah. So yeah. they show off with pictures of nicely painted things. Um, don't worry, I'll, I'll have some terrible pictures for Lloyd coming back. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, no, you know, you're welcome. You see him pick up the weekend or to edit and just have an aneurysm. I think they've done, they've done like a mix over the years of, well, a lot of it's metal, and they also do a couple of resin pieces as well, I think, mm. nowadays, especially mm. for some of the bigger things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of it is lovely old school metal. Num, num, num. So. See, I, I think <laughs> metal gets a really bad rap. You know, because so many people go, oh, my super glue won't stick. Oh, it's the miniature's so big and heavy, it's falling apart. Do your prep work and you'll be fine, folks. Now, you see, now I, I do agree to a, to an extent because it takes a little bit more work to put together metal miniatures. But one of the best things about these is that most of them are all going to be single piece. So you just have yeah. to stick them on a base and go for it, which is, yeah. <laughs> which is great. So. Yeah, well, before that, just warm soapy water, get any mold release off them. That way yes. you don't screw up your priming. Mm. But by the time I'm finished, cleaning them up there's no need for uh, soapy water on them anyway so, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, they, these are absolutely gorgeous little germans yeah. as well. wow they really are especially yeah. mid-war with the uh the cover on their their style helms mm -hmm. or pickle helm actually it's an it's a we, it's something that we may touch on in the future but world war one seems to be one of those periods that doesn't really get as much attention as i think it should now obviously we've had mm -hmm. stuff coming up recently from things like firelock and stuff but mm -hmm. it's definitely one of those periods where i think i'd love to see a lot more people explore it and you start we're starting to see it more in 28 
And they mm. obviously Battlefront did some stuff in 15 mil way back. They did yeah, the Great the War and stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, it'd be nice to see some really nice high quality yeah. stuff in 15 mil, yeah. as we're seeing here actually. So yeah, you've also got the the Firelock games, 28 mil World War One yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really hoping they actually do bring out a miniature that represents Tolkien. I know that they kind of like joked about that, but I'd really like one. I think that would be really cool. It's, it's <laughs> interesting because he has rules in the uh, in yeah. Blood and Valor. Um, yeah miniature wise i think phalanx uh are doing the miniatures for it so i don't know if we will see a no. Tolkien at some point i imagine he won't look like the pipe smoking no aaron no. sweater wearing <laughs> Tolkien that you're picturing in your mind right now won't, won't look the same uh but these are these are superb figures and it's They're one of these really things uh, i think world war one gets the idea wow. that it is just They're a case of people sitting in a trench mm-hmm. not yeah. moving and shooting each other and yeah. that's why it doesn't get as much of a, a, mm. a spotlight shone on it but there was an awful lot of interesting things happening there really was in the yeah. first world war there were whole battalions of, of um people like russia sent uh, still czarist russia at the time sent um battalions off to the french to help them in in parts of um colonies and in um and around greek and turkey and uh, right yeah so mm-hmm. so you have desperate divisions it's not just like russia are always going to be sweeping in from the east they can be actually setting with the french and semi-equipped with french uh, mm-hmm. equipment and weaponry uh in some far off exotic places there's a lot yeah. going on when you start delving into it it's not all just trenches and mud and water <laughs> You see, oh my god i've just seen that they have two sets of infantry with no mustaches and regulation mustaches that's fantastic <laughs> well, that's a feature i want on every single box now yeah. does but but does it have a mustache look yeah. is his beard regulation <laughs> i think there's still a rank in the british military where he actually has by regulation is a load of beard oh wow it's yeah it's the blacksmith yeah uh, but he's the only one who's allowed to still have yeah. it huh. So that, there's crazy. a regulation tash, which doesn't at all look oh. like a big seventies porn stash. <laughs> uh, and then there's there's your your fresh face Tommy. Fresh face, yeah. yeah. They used to call it the uh, was it the I want to say it was the fourth stripe, <laughs> because you were only allowed to grow a tash after you hit a certain rank. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I think yeah. you were only allowed them after you were sergeant or above. So and then it had to be neatly trimmed regulation. So yeah. anybody you see fresh face below that isn't. It was just a, a private or whatever. I yeah. mean, what did you guys accomplish for uh, growing your beard for on tabletop? Was there a particular level uh, you got to? You know, um, I, I achieved the rank of hobo, and that's why my beard is now as it is. So. I mean, so. if I if I leave mine alone for six months and borrow John's like Russian tanker helm, I kind of look like Oddball from Kelly Kelly's Heroes. So I can go with that. <laughs> just like negative waves, man, negative waves. So we're looking at. Vikings and stuff. Yeah, I think, well. I think yeah. we'll move into the Vikings because nice. we know now, people do enjoy Vikings for things like yeah. Saga, for example. Yes. Oh, it's a, a good it. way, it, sort of looking at that smaller scale, mm. to make, well, to have the excuse to play bigger battles, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Because obviously you're thinking, oh, I don't have to pay as many miniatures. Well, you do, but on a smaller scale, they shouldn't take as much time. Yeah, if, if every so miniature is only the size it. of a Space Marine's leg yeah. up to the knee, yeah. then, you know. Yeah, if you're having to paint 10 times as many, that's only like two Marines. It's, you know, and as we're talking about facial hair, Vikings are mostly beards anyway. Oh, so yeah, exactly. That's the... <laughs> I do like the little, the little incidental things they do as yes. well, like the, the carts and, and the like, because when you yeah. do play games like this, not just dressing the table, but also adding in things like baggage trains and camps that can be captured or sacked is obviously a, a big part of a lot of gaming. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the miniatures themselves, I think, are terrific. And in a lot of cases with Kurosan, if you're looking at them, 
if you weren't told they were 15 mil, they're easily as good as a lot of companies who are doing it in 25, 20. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. that and by doing like tiny saga you can do like mini dioramas and stuff and make it look as if it's a more cinematic battle mm. yeah i mean yeah. these have all been based individually uh my 15 mil stuff goes on uh, a single base and with multiple figures so i get four mm -hmm. of these onto a, a standard infantry base mm -hmm. because i play at a regular regular size but i know a lot yeah. of people who base them individually and then reduce the scale down to mm -hmm. um either individual figures or you can even yeah. drop it down to centimeters and play on smaller boards so that's cool that's the scope is there to travel uh, saga yeah <laughs> is it now with the, with the viking stuff is it uh this sounds silly but is it just vikings or have they got separate spaces for like anglo danes and that kind of thing no, this is just vikings and the viking bit right yeah um so if you jog on to somewhere else you will see uh <laughs> more more nations they don't just grip it all right. together it's not just dark yeah. age under one um which i think shows just how comprehensive it is because mm -hmm. when you start getting right in there um and i i, I well you know i could I renaissance wouldn't. irish renaissance colonial spanish as well we have renaissance irish. irish what the hell does that yeah. look like um well this is uh, this is sort of your elizabethan wars wow okay. so and that's interesting uh so this is good because it amuses me for several reasons one um you have these terrific looking sculpts mm -hmm. but also you have gallo glass which is in there in the yeah. scott scale uh, and even though it says 16th century um they started swinging their axes pretty much with the vikings and kept going for 700 years <laughs> it surprised the english when they arrived I have a look at those, uh, because they didn't expect uh, essentially Vikings with DNA axes to be cutting the heads off their horses and charges. It's like, where did they come from? And why were they allowed to hang on to them for so long? <laughs> <laughs> oh, passed down through the generations. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, the family of Galaglass just kept on going. Uh, but these are, wow. these are obviously if you want the, to do that sort of the Elizabethan wars, there's a lot Very going cool. on. And people who've yeah. seen things like Albrecht Dürer's, um, illustrations will probably recognize mm -hmm. that the sort of look with the, the, i love how they're all wearing poet shirts it's yeah. uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a uniform isn't it, it? Was very it is the a, very, a very poetic island of course so. <laughs> uh, we, we are meant to be very lyrical in our speech <laughs> you know what they say uh grand old gales of ireland the men that gods made mad for all their wars are happy ones and all their songs are sad oh yeah. <laughs> very good Jerry. Well, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's a classic but yeah the, the renaissance is is excellent it's and cool. for people people getting into games like that. I mean, irregular wars to um, conflict at the world's end, which started as being uh, Elizabethan Renaissance Irish oh, okay. battles, right. but then just expanded to be the sort of battles that were happening at that time period on the fringes of the world. So mm -hmm. instead of focusing on, you know, central Europe or North America, like most war games do, he started looking at the more esoteric sort of fringe battles that were happening. Mm -hmm. um, can we have a peek at their Napoleonics and then maybe their modern British stuff? That looks pretty cool. Yes, let's say yes, you can. Um, and then the British is on the other side of that as well. But I kind of want to peek at the Touchan. Oh, no, I'm sitting there. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I mean, we're not even a third of the way up the page, which is, which is always the, always yeah. the issue here. So we have... Uh, See, I think, I think the Russian stuff they did is actually quite new in terms of uh, the Napoleonic stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The nice thing is with some companies, when you go through, you'll see newer lines looking desperately different. Right. Yeah. 
from older lines, whereas they've had a, a consistency of, of not just quality, but sculptor throughout mm-hmm. Kurosan's line that, that keeps mm-hmm. that, um, you can put down new stuff beside the older, the older stuff and it won't look out of place or unusual. I mean, there you mm-hmm. see a color party looking particular grim and dismal, just, just waiting for winter to set in to win all their battles for them. Filthy, filthy <laughs> Russians. <laughs> you see, while I'm obviously, I'm drawn to the idea of playing 28 mil Napoleonics and doing something sharp practice desk with obviously mm-hmm. sharp yeah. <laughs> who, who wouldn't want to play with Sean Bean. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't do... watch him die one more time. Oh, I know. And recreate but, uh, you. But like with 15 mil, I think you've got a lot more scope to do the bigger battles as we were saying before. And, and still have the ability to get in there and add all that color and pomp and ceremony that you see mm-hmm. with 28 mil as well. So, yeah. I mean, just look at these. They're amazing. Yeah. Oh, no. Voltigers as well. French, French light. Yeah. See, my temptation is always to go into like American War of Independence slash like Civil War. Mm-hmm. Just because the, the time period I find is quite interesting. Yeah. There's so much going on over there as well during that period. It's it's uh, and I, I like that for a lot of the stuff in, over in America. Obviously, we're looking at Napoleonic at the moment, mm. but a lot of stuff over in America, it's not like obviously there's all the big battles where they march towards each other <laughs> inland, <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's also lots of the kind of more skirmishy stuff that happens as well in that mm. sort of theater of war, which is really cool. Yeah, I yeah. like, see. There was a great story I heard where there was a a Union commander right got lost and separated from his unit, came across a unit of Confederates. Mm-hmm. jumped down beside them as if he was taking cover and was one of their commanders, pretended he was one of them, and then basically snuck off back to his own lines when they went wow. home. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'm one of you. It's fine. Don't you? It's the way to Fuck. do it. A lot, a lot of their uniforms blended back and forth. Anyway, oh, yeah. Certainly at the start of the war. Oh, yeah. You got 15 mil soldiers. Yeah. Uh, these are the kind of things that Warren needs to pick up for... Uh... <laughs> I've sneaking suspicion these are the 15 mils he Oh, they might be, actually. Or his yeah. moderns. Um, but these are, are beautiful sculpts, really interesting, especially if you're doing uh, any sort of moderns at all, yeah. uh, but but certainly special forces kicking around. And I saw British, and I think there was another, there was like a modern North Korean force as well, was it? There no, no, modern, yeah, modern North Korean army. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Which is mostly medals, to be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not actually for fighting, just medals. <laughs> get medals for being in there, so flappy hats. But if you're going to try no, that, and do sort of like a... like actually the, possibly all the RPGs. Slash all the RPGs. If you're going to do sort of like a more modern conflict, I know a lot of mm. sort of films and books and that kind of thing move up towards that theatre. So it's definitely something that you could sort of go in that direction with. Especially if you're going to maybe play around with the idea of the Cold War gone hot, but sort of mm. a couple of years later down the line kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did I see they had a terrain line as well? They They have... Lots of train kicking around. Um, they got really I, truly covered everything. Hang on a minute. I will get rid of those and have a look at this and then possibly move into the fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, we will. Because there is here. just so much here. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pe- people on the interwebs, they know how to click oh. buttons. They can go explore. Yes. 15 mil shopping carts. Wow. <laughs> which is very nice. important when you're playing your moderns. I need those in my life. <laughs> Anybody want 15 mil Walking Dead? You know, oh, that would actually, be really cool. That, that would, would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. See, I really would love to take like some of the the big skill games that we have and scale them down into like a travel format. So it has like a fold out magnetic board and all the pieces are magnetized <laughs> to it. I think that could be really fun to do as like a car travel game. 
Yeah. I swear we tried to do that at some point, but I, I can't remember what it was for. But I, I did do it many moons ago, but wasn't magnetic. Uh. I glued uh, epic 40K pieces to uh, drawing pins, and then we made a, a, a one-foot square ceiling tile into a board. And we played 40K, but in epic scale on a, a trip. Wow. It was day in a coach. Because cool. so you just pushed the miniatures straight into the polystyrene board to stop them bouncing around or falling huh. That's super clever. Yeah. Nice. But yeah. So a lot of this stuff seems wow. like sci-fi bits and bobs, doesn't it? Which is yeah. Sci-fi or I'm, modern. I'm liking yeah. the command consoles. The yeah, servers. they're great. There's your cryopods. Cryopods, yeah. in case you want to uh, do a little 15 mil those dark places. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not getting yeah, back yeah, into yeah. one of those. We can get stuck in Everybody. those, yeah. Gary, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, round one. Don't roll a one. Rolls a one. <laughs> don't, don't worry, there were many ones in that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, I edited it. It was super fun. <laughs> Host medieval it. bits oh. and bobs for the back of the armies and that kind yeah, of thing. Viking encampments. Camp, camps are important. Um, a lot of games like DBM and L'Arc de la Guerre and things like that actually require you to have, I think even Meg and Mortimer Glorium require you to have a, a, a camp for your force, mm. or at least one side will generally have a camp for the force. Sometimes the attacker won't. Uh, so it's all handed to <laughs> And then a meeple. No. <laughs> I shall fight as well. That is my favorite thing on this page. So <laughs> now, one of the things to, to note about a lot of the 15 mil stuff that we have seen here is that obviously we looked at a lot of the things that are kind of, I guess you'd say more mainstream, hmm. mainstream, but they do so many like odd things that you We're wouldn't necessarily Iroquois. think about. So yeah, the Iroquois, you've got your actual sort of like Indian armies from back sort of like in the ancient yeah. times as well. Ooh, early, New Kingdom, early New Kingdom Egypts. Yeah. Or Egyptians. That's cool. Oh, they're the Anglo-Danish at the top. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, funny that. that, being alphabetical. I know. I was just thinking the same thing. I thought, oh, yeah, that'd be why. Before we drift on, I will show you 28. There are many 28 mil things, so I'll, I'll show off a couple. Mm. Um, same sculptor. Are, uh, I don't know if it's the same sculptor, actually. Yeah. Mm. Those are wow. pretty. But if you're planning on doing either uh, early crusades mm. uh, or sort of the, the Norman conflicts in the British Isles, because obviously there was the uh, Anglo-Saxon rebellion after right, the Romans yeah. took over, these are ideal for that. And beautiful, again, beautiful scalps. There's a heathen. The heathen prince. Heathen. heathen. Yeah, the, the worst kind. You may recognize him. It looks like I Gary. I don't Gary. <laughs> it's just like, I have had a bad day. Can we just keep calling Jerry the Haven Prince from now on? Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Jerry Heathen Prince. <laughs> Hashtag tech guy. Uh, yeah, so as you can see, there are everything covering multiple continents as well. There are a few continents they haven't drifted into yet. I don't think they've done any of the Maori stuff. Uh, or Pacific nice. Islanders, but they yeah. have done North, South America, and Europe and Asia. So, plenty full on early Imperial into. Romans and everything there as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, drifting then into the sci-fi pulp and fantasy oh, movies. Yeah, uh, I think the, the big question here is where do you want to start? Well, uh, 20th... let's drop to the bottom again to begin. Okay, I was going to say I, I, I do want to go to the twenty-second century warfare because I know they've got loads of amazing tanks in there at some point. But we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, well, if we are going all the way down the bottom, I'll, I will start the bidding then. With there is only I think one thing in the twenty-eight mil fantasy, which is the Dagron. Oh, um, yeah. But I will also throw up the seventies pulp because Clint Eastwood is a legend. Oh yeah. Um, so... Oh my god, they have dinosaurs as well. We need to look at dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, the, the, Oh, I, 
aware awesome. of these. The water goblin tribes. That's awesome. That's really cool. So yeah. I'll have a look at the uh, command and demo. I mean, there's so Ooh. much on here, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Mm. The, these guys just seem to just quietly churn it all out. Yeah. Last thing, there's... there's Why do they all you? have the little, like, monk haircut? I to say tonser. <laughs> Tonsers, yeah. 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 Uh, probably because they are not only water goblins, but also monks. Yeah. Possibly. Because they're they are oh, based man. on one of them rocking so a massive cool. Oh, nice. I love that dude, yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> ha, that's diamond. brilliant. Love it. That would that be could... a fan... sorry, oh, go on, Frey. Uh, that could almost be a teenage mutant ninja turtle at the bottom. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. in, in one of the terrible sequels, didn't they travel to ancient uh it, the third one? No, I, <laughs> I hate myself that I remember this. <laughs> Mo- moving away do. from the frogs. Yeah, we'll have a look quickly so at these. The, then, so these seem very good for like seven TV and that kind of we have style of TV game, or so, yeah. Walking Dead or um, yep. anything you want to do really. Well, there's there's a Scorpio. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. To go with your dirty Harry Callahan there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that prom's gone horribly wrong. Oh <laughs> god, kinetic yeah. prom quite there. So poor Carrie. Uh, bit of Carrie, yeah. yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. That must be from some movie, but I have no I mean, idea. Are doing a riff on Chucky? Maybe. No, no. There, there are a few terrible, terrible movies from that period when everybody was doing weird someone's face off. I mean, like, I remember an old one, The Puppet Master. Yeah. Could be something like that. I have a sneaking suspicion I've seen that on Best of the Worst. I don't think it was The Puppet Master. <laughs> <laughs> There's a film director. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Woody Allen well, there's something painted by Jennifer Healy, one of my favorite painters. Mm-hmm. Not sure who that's supposed to be. Minneapolis. I get it. And, like and New York. Minneapolis. In... Oh, oh, there we go. I'll see oh, what they did nice. there. I'll see what they did. Very good. But yeah, so the, the 28 are all characters that you may or may not recognize from stage and screen. And um, you could pop these into your games as NPCs or as characters in your, your little gang and everything as well which is that's, nice. that's kick-ass yeah. oh, oh the yeah, dragon sure yeah. wyvern <sighs> technically yes it is wyvern. a wyvern yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got the turbo nerd once <laughs> we, we you were quick him, on you know. that you were yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh trust me when, when it's something i know it's just like i am on point <laughs> it's, a, it's a beast of a miniature uh, and really there are, is, there are yeah. options for the top of the bake because you have yeah. a how big is a, this one um it's, it's, it's like you know, it's big 28 mil so if you i believe it. there is a comparison oh, yeah, picture in there somewhere i think oh, but, in that uh, case, I'll, yeah. I'll open up a few i could tell you because it's sitting behind me oh you own it i think <laughs> a person yeah, comes up it. to like just above the foot there you go oh, yeah, there, there you go, go. there's, yeah, there's so. the 20th yeah that, right. that's, that is up. pretty beefy nice. very much styled after the game of thrones dragons at mm. the time but mm-hmm. uh absolutely fantastic really nice sculpt better than the game of thrones the thing that i quite liked about this one as well when it came out was that it was a dragon that wasn't flying Hmm. so it was a dragon that you could actually use in your dungeons and dragons games because it was on the ground leering over the opponent about to eat them kind of yeah and the pose wasn't like hugely widely spread out yeah yeah I just want to say my favourite thing of the Xenomorph giving the guy. It's like, yeah, I'm grand, guys. Yeah, it's fine. It's delightful, fellow. So good, yeah. Look at those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going, going thumbs up for Mondays. Yeah. Oh, my God. These oh, are weird. Ribblies. Wow. Yeah, you know, it, they are, okay. after all, not human. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. There is a badass Ewok. 
There's a bear warrior. What the? It's like it. It's like Rocket Raccoon and then Ewok had yeah. a child. <laughs> that or it's just a very hefty Ewok. Yeah. I think I've seen these on a microscope slide. Yeah, <laughs> with a drop, so of, drop of water a long That's time ago. Awesome though. I've not seen anything like this before. Yeah. Mm. See, a lot of times, as soon as Ooh, a sculptor tries confusing. to do like aliens, they will do humanoid aliens. Yeah. Instead of going like just yeah. way out of left field. Oh my God, the heavy weapon bear. You know how I said, I don't know whether or not I said this to anyone on the weekend, but I'd love to make a bear army made entirely of bears. <laughs> yes, he is smoking a cigar. Uh, yeah. A bear army of bears. Yeah, that sounds I w- awesome. Yeah. I, I would now I have the chance to do that in 15 now. <laughs> yeah. Yogi and Boo Boo are done asking nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Smokey the bear sets the forest on fire. That's the uh, yeah. with his cigar. Just throw yeah. it. Done. <laughs> Huntar aliens who are in no way predators. Nope. Uh, Definitely not. <laughs> no. They even cool. have vehicles. Oh, wow. Those are nice. Apparently, that's cool. apparently that is what a predator drives about town in. God yeah. bless him. It's, it's kind of sporty. I dig it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, something like those for star grunts coming oh, yeah, across the yeah. table of people would just be terrific. Oh, yeah. I like that there's a nice degree of variety, not just in the range as a whole, but within certain units yeah. as well. Like there's the there's the temptation to just do very repeat sculpts with all that stuff. Yeah. But it's nice that they've tweaked it a little bit here and There's there. There's your favourite, Freddy. Look, thumbs How's up. How's it going, guys? Here I, yeah, yeah, I'm grand over here. That's literally what he's doing. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love it. And then that's the 15 mil with the wow. Gigantomorphous Rex, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I'd like to point out, if you can see the scroll bar at the side of my screen, we're not even a fifth of the way yeah. down the alien section. <laughs> so we're going to leave it there. People yeah, want to okay. see more sci-fi aliens. Then there are a lot more on here. All right. <laughs> my vote is, I see there's a spaceship's tag. Because I would oh, love yeah. to maybe do 15 mm. mil billion suns. Oh, yeah, starships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> you are so cute. All of you going, oh, my Ooh, God. Yeah. Ooh, ah. <laughs> wow. That's Digging awesome. Magellanic Nomad, a that, world that killing handy. space monster. Wow. It's handy for several oh, yeah. reasons. One, because it's a giant space monster. And secondly, um, there are actually billion sun scenarios where you have to hunt the space kraken and oh, kill nice. it for its heart ah, harvest yeah. it and um, having one of these lashing around the table uh, yeah that would be awesome yeah, yeah. Be yeah, my, my, my wallet's twitching going don't do it don't do it <laughs> he's, a, he's a big beast for it really is mm-hmm. oh yeah does it tell you how big he is no but it propels itself through space using the fuel stored in its bladder. So that's nice. good. Hydropropulsion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, that's something to do with it. <laughs> um, oh, and there's so many different types. There is. It looks like they've got two like main fleets here with the Garn and the Federation. So yeah. mm-hmm. the Federation oh, has that, that nice classic human style ship feel to it. Mm. Very much digging. They that. are very nice. Oh, very nice. Ooh, little fighters. tiny fighters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of little tiny fighters. Mm-hmm. When a mothership and a fathership love each other very much, they make a <laughs> they make a frigate. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> I go think ask, the, the engineering base slipped into the docking port. <laughs> oh no, they've got three factions here. Oh. Yeah. The Pelag Pelagic Dominant. Ooh. I'm just mm. proud we made it to the bottom of the page of this one. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm I'm definitely digging these. If you want like a nice variety of ships, hell yeah. 
Yeah. Did it say wow. what scale these actually were? Were they? I really don't care because it's probably all in scale to itself. That's true. So in, as long as you both got the in same space, yeah. it's difficult to tell scales. Most Starship yeah. games aim for sort of uh, one six thousand. Right. Is generally yeah. where they aim for. So I don't think these mm. are that different from some of the other companies that do them. Just from eyeballing it, they look around the same size as like the Brigade stuff. Mm. So probably about right, yeah, for what they're doing, which is very nice. I like where they painted those. Oh yeah, They're, yeah, kind of like they, a they sea a, sea texture. Yeah, know? it's almost got like that that oceanic ripple going over it. Mm, mm. We, we approve of your painter, Kurosan, <laughs> and pretty much everything else you're doing. Yeah, uh, can we can we have a look at dinosaurs, please, Jerry, on the left hand side? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Mm. I'm not asking you to look at dwarves. So <laughs> second choice, second choice dinosaurs. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I was a big dinosaur fan. Still am a big dinosaur fan. So. Now I just need to put. I need what, to find a game. What is your favorite can, dinosaur? Well, weirdly enough, I quite like Ankylosaur, but I also like Triceratops. I'm, oh, I'm kind of a kind of a, a simp for uh, ah. Triceratops. <laughs> yeah, I, I always like the look of the raptors. Yeah. Just yeah. You see, raptors are cool, and I think T Rex are also kind of awesome. But I've always really quite liked Ankylosaurs and, <gasps> and, and Triceratops. Also, Iguanodons. Iguanodons are amazing because they're like Britain's dinosaur. Iguanodon or Iguanodon? Same difference. They've got big. They've got big spiky thumbs for stabbing things. I love me a stegosaurus. Yeah. God, I love a stegosaurus. Oh my God, these yeah. are so cool. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. there, there's a game called um, Prehistoric. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, or is that the one I'm there thinking is, of? No, there is. it's it's Primal, um, is which is a uh, miniatures game um, from New oh, Zealand. Yeah, actually. with uh, cave, uh, all the uh, Neolithic stuff. Yes. Yeah. So you, yeah. You could probably, but it, it's more like, you know, fantasy. 10,000 BC, so you could use a lot of this in that. Willy Rhino. Yeah, well, That's why, awesome. why is there a fluffy rhino? Why not? <laughs> Mother Nature, why? <laughs> that reminds me a lot of the antediluvian miniatures as well. That mm. one. <laughs> well, it's strange that when they're based off essentially the same thing, I suppose. Same dinosaurs, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Because like, you see, painting dinosaurs is awesome because every single time you paint a dinosaur, it's a different side of one. And you get to do all the markings on them and everything. Because yeah. a lot of people just think of dinosaurs as just being basically like green or brown. But in actual fact, they would have been covered in colorful markings like normal lizards and stuff. So, I, yeah. I'm going to bring this to a close. I think you're allowed one okay. more choice, yeah. children. I'm I'm, I'm, actually, we've all been picking. Jerry, did you pick yeah. one of you yet? Uh, no, but when left to my own devices, I will always default to Call of Cthulhu. Oh, so, oh. this is never a bad choice. No, never. Look, oh my God, cultists. Cultists. Oh, cultists I love it. Yes, I, love, oh, it. I it. love it. I'm digging it. Giant tentacle mass. <laughs> oh. Exorcists with the sacred heart. Oh, that's how we do it. <laughs> we got demons. Arming of Bahamut. 30 imps in 15 mil, they're not going to be big. No. You it's reckon they're all just tiny much. little balls of metal? That are... <laughs> so just two, just yeah. a ball of metal with two little horns going, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 
Let me see. Oh, and police. Well, they've actually got police and detectives as well. So you've got on, some things to go up against them, yeah. Full on pulp. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. Oh, Look how yeah. happy they are with their claim of they, righteous purification. They could be smiling under there. You don't know. True. I imagine I mean, like, if, if you're going to set something on fire, do you not smell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, pyromaniac. Yeah, <laughs> a bit. That's that is proper old school Arkham police yeah, force. Yeah. Oh, very much. Yeah, oh, yeah you're, you you're one step away from doing a Sean Connery impersonation. <laughs> very. They, they put one of yours in the hospital. You put one of yours in the morgue, and then it wakes back <laughs> up again, and then keeps killing you because it's an eldritch horror that can't be killed by guns. <laughs> Please live your lives. Wow, nice. that is that is a get up. Um. <laughs> is that because he's disco dancing? Yeah, <laughs> See, I, I kind of imagine this is what Sean Connery wears for Halloween. <laughs> it looks it's like a bodysuit. <laughs> Good. I, I think that may be because of the hands. And, yeah, you know, being hand coloured and not yeah. that grey green fur like the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's, it's kind of Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Just who's the monster this week? Take the mask off. It's Sean Connery. <laughs> Don't need a head. No, I oh, just need head. more teeth. Oh, they, they and then they're back. They, they yeah. snuck in the. I've just seen the arms and legs space. in the top left. Are they arms and legs coming out? In the top left, there on the purple one. The purple one. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah that looks like yeah, arms yeah. and legs. It's yeah. a little bit the thing. That is Curzon. Wow, yeah. yeah, it's a stunning, stunning bit of work yeah. across well, for, the board for an indie of a week of the week. That's an epic, epic pick because they have. Yeah. So many different ranges. If you've been looking for that that one thing that you've never found it, you may find it in there just on the chance of you know randomness. They may have just went, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's go. Pretty much will. Yeah. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe, covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the news. <laughs> Leading the way, we have some awesome stuff that came out this weekend, well, last weekend, from uh, the guys at Parabellum for the Wadrun for Conquest. So we have awesome new sort of Parabellum-styled orcs for you to pick up and add into the game. So there's a couple of new hero characters in there. There's the Predator and the Scion of Conquest, which is pretty badass. Uh, I think you can see where they've drawn their influences. Um, but as well as these amazing heroes... Oh, sorry, that sign of Congress, by the way, is different from the one that was available as part of the pre-orders. Mm. So there's a different sculpt for that one and this one. I do believe you still actually can probably get your hands on the limited edition one if you're lucky enough and there's enough left. Uh, but um, if you like this one as well, this one will be coming soon as well down the line. On top of the two heroes, you've also got um, sort of like two duo sets. So there's the Slingers and the Hunters. So you've got um, some slightly more lightly armoured, but very colourful wide rune yeah. with their slings at the ready, um, which are looking absolutely fantastic. And then there are the bow-armed hunters as well that are diving in. Well, sorry, spear-armed hunters that are diving in to take down big monsters with their throwing spears and stuff like that. Which is I'm cool. digging the big crested helm the leader's wearing. Yeah. I, I am really liking Carnival what we're seeing. Works. Yeah. I'm really liking what we're seeing. But the thing that's a bit weird for me is that i'm looking at these and thinking wouldn't it be nice if they were painted in brighter colors because the muted tones to their skin and that kind of thing i'm like that's cool but what if things were a bit brighter and weirder so, <laughs> well yeah. I, I tell you what you do then you you save the image drop it into photopia and then just up your saturation well i mean yes that would be a way but yeah <laughs> but I, I know what you mean these yeah. are these are parabellum's version of an orc they yes. are they are lizard yeah. people um why not go for tree frog 
Yeah. Black mm-hmm. and pink skin. Yeah. Oh, that really, looked really, cool. Oh, yeah. Really up the, the lizardiness of them. Don't go for the, the pure green. Yeah. They're we also powerful. have the, the Braves and the Blooded as well. Um, so you've got the Braves who are kind of um, more sort of shielded up defensive unit for you to use in your games. Uh, they're the ones that have not yet been properly tested in battle. And then you have the Blooded who come swinging in with their dual weapons, ready to carve things in half uh, and hack down things with their mighty blades. So yeah, nice. very cool stuff. This is then capped off. Uh, there's the Warband starter set, uh, which is a way for you to dive into the game and start playing it. Um, it comes with the sort of paperback rule books for both Last Argument of Kings and First Blood. Mm-hmm. So you can use this as an entry point to play the skirmish game and the mass battle game if you want to. But if you're more focused on just playing the skirmish version of the game, there is also a First Blood starter set, which has about sort of like six or eight models in it that you can just start diving in and playing around with, um, with very little um, painting to be done. And you can dive in and explore the world of conquest without having to worry about painting in a whole army, basically. So, yeah. Cool. yeah and then you've got the the first blood starter set there as well which is the the lighter starter set if you just want to go skirmish yeah, yeah that's what i just said just oh, yeah. sorry, I, did, I did not hear you i thought you had missed it so i wanted just to make sure watches your lips i hear englishman i didn't catch it then i just wanted to be sure so this rabbit thing for me is the um basis that they've gone with for the the saurian uh sort of orc archetype there are fantastic fighters they are primitive they're at noble savage but the backstory they've put in there is that a long time ago in the the backstory on the the world of ia um there was a spire that was besieged by i think the dweg home and during many many years they tried to come up with a servant warrior race to fight oh, for them and this is cool. what they made and they kept making them going oh but we can't get a spark of life in them make another version no spark of life make another version no spark. and eventually they got one and it was like perfect pristine fantastic but they'd accidentally trapped war famine pestilence and death inside them and they went oh Let's tone that down a bit and put them on ice. And then when uh, the sort of the cataclysm happened, they, yeah. they literally just went, you know what? You know those things we've been working on? Just let them go. And when they tore into the Dwegholm army, all the spires nipped out the back and ran off. <laughs> and didn't care what happened to the rest of the, the race of the Wardruin. So that is the survivors who then just right. went south to a jungle. And that's just really cool. And that's yeah. where their civilization comes from. So mm-hmm. it's, it's beautifully done. Their backstory is... is always one of the, the sort of key things with conquest so, they're, like, they're like even more badass Urukai. Yeah. <laughs> now you can kind of understand why they're not so colorful yeah <laughs> now if anyone's looking to actually dive into the backstory of these guys the best thing to do is go to the parabellum website and check out the living world and if you create an account on there you can actually start shaping and designing the story of where the wadron are going by getting your votes in which i think is something that's really cool yeah yeah, it's it's one of the big uh, selling points behind it. Also, the the fact that when they came to do their uh, most recent faction or pick the the next faction for release, that was all done via the the people on the mm-hmm. the, the conquest community. So, yeah, um, you you can literally be in with a, a shout of what you want to see coming next and and what way the game and history mm-hmm. will develop. That and you can kill off main characters if you mean. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like these two main characters meet. What should they do? Uh, we shall walk away. Nah, have them murder each other. <laughs> <laughs> 
but now it's really cool to see these uh, out there in the wild now. Well, very mm. shortly anyway. Um, you can get them. Well, you can start pre-ordering them anyway very soon over on store.ontabletop.com. Ding. Mm-hmm. Buy merch. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, make sure to go and do that. Uh, but, yeah, Free, you're going to tell us a little bit about uh, the new Celestian Empire battle fleet. I, I am. In... For dystopian ones. Indeed, I am. The Ninjing battle fleet is on pre-order at the moment. So in the Ninjing battle fleet, it features an Empire Frontline Squadron kit and you get a kind of large multi-part Britain battleship with it as well. So all of the battle fleet sets like the Ninjing are perfect if you want to get started with like a new force, a new faction, um, like starting from the beginning um, as you would. And you get everything that you need to get started in that faction. So in the battle fleet boxes, you get the group of units um, that's always led by the mighty flagship. So in this one, it'll be the Ninjing. And the fleets themselves are the plastics and uh, the flagship is casted in resin. Question three. So something I noticed from having built the the Hunt for the Prometheus set, all of the the cruisers were like super modular to build like different classes. Are we seeing that in this box as well? Yeah, definitely. So the Empire, um, you can build the flagship in two different ways. Mm -hmm. So you can build it as the Ningjing as well as and you get the parts alternately to build the oh, i'm gonna say this wrong yangtze it's it's a it's a chinese word i know uh, i'm probably butchering <laughs> yeah, the word <laughs> definitely i think that's about right yeah i'm liking the look of it with the massive like middle turret oh i know it looks fantastic and because it's it allows um because it becomes as a large kind of plastic kit you can always add to bolster your fleets with the Empire um, squadron kit that will end up coming out later on. So if you get your base down with the Ningjing, you can always build and add with the squadrons as well. So it is a lot. You get your um, cruisers, your heavy cruisers, your light cruisers, your monitors and your uh, class frigates as well. So there is a lot within this Battlefleet set. What's been released as well by War Cradle is that we've it's not just stops at these we've seen that there is more coming from the empire as well especially mm-hmm. within the chinese um nation within it and Very i'm not cool. sure if you guys have got an image of oh, there you go so <laughs> we have got the um tianlong draconic colossus coming although there's wow. not much out about it at the moment it's nice to see that there is more coming for um the but- empire the thing that I really liked about the Celestial Empire when I saw these ships anyway for the Ningjing Battlefleet is that I like that the that idea of taking the core aesthetic of the Empire and, and that corner of the world and building that into the ship design. Yeah. So you've got that very familiar style of roof yes. that you'd be familiar with for seeing Chinese movies and that kind of thing. And that that is then built into the ship design is really fantastic. And it means that when it comes to painting them, you go a little bit above and beyond just doing them in kind of like battleship grey or yeah. something, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. And then of course you've got the big dragon motifs along the side of it as well, which is just Definitely. fantastic. So yeah. yeah. Lots yeah. of gold. <laughs> oh yeah. For, for these, because they've got the, the classic architectural pieces in there, you can literally look at like old school Chinese buildings yeah. and get yes. like a color palette from that if you want to go like super traditional. I'm not really a, excited. Greens. I'm really excited for when these come out to see how people paint them. I'm really excited because you can do so much, literally, if you base it off of the architecture, especially. Mm. You're going to see lots of marbles, probably jade, and Mm. it it could potentially come out, and I'm quite excited to see it. I do like the idea of a jade fleet. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. (laughs) I think Ben just found his faction. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Lucky way of doing it. Uh, next up, uh, we have some historical news. Um, so the folks over at Steel Fist Miniatures, who we've looked at before in a Indie of the Week, uh, some fantastic samurai and all that kind of thing. But they're sort of honing in on one of my interests in history, which is the English Civil War, because they have come up with a selection of 15 mil um, figures for both the parliamentarians and the royalists. Now, uh, these are, to quote them on their site, true foot-to-eye 15 millimeter miniatures, so bear that in mind. Uh, so they should fit with pretty much every range out there, really. Uh, but the thing that's really nice about these, me and Jerry have waxed lyrical many times about them, is that they are really detailed yeah. like the amount of detail that's been worked into these we talked about detail at 15 mil with Kurosan earlier mm-hmm. same kind of thing here with the guys at steel fist um there is so much packed into each of the different figures uh for both the royalists and the parliamentarians and you can tell them apart you know the round head style helmets of the parliamentarians and the big flowing feathered caps of the royalists as well so you've got the pageantry on display too and the other thing that i really like about these and you can see it in some of the images here is that they've designed different sets of troops in different poses so you've got your infantry firing and reloading marching standing still on watch and all that kind of thing the same thing for your pikemen with their pikes raised ready to receive a charge and all that kind of stuff uh, it's just absolutely fantastic um sort of miniatures in this collection and it's well worth diving in and checking out what else they've got i think there's about eight or nine different elements that they've worked into their web store at this very point but they've said that they're dealing with the early period of the civil war for now and then they're going to be expanding upon that and bringing in everything uh, including some scottish stuff which will be very cool nice covenanters well that yes. will be fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know at that point then why not throw in some irish as well exactly yeah screw nuts we, we just turn the whole up everywhere <laughs> there's a fight yeah. we'll just turn up yeah <laughs> with a pine in hand of course yeah. Yeah. Well, you know you, you've got to get something to get going <laughs> fish by pets yeah, absolutely amazing and also i should also point out as you probably saw in the images there they are metal so yeah proper old-fashioned stuff it does look like there's a hell of a, an amount of variation between the different sculpts which is impressive. there is yeah and that's which always is, a nice thing as well yeah, yeah. Right. especially for 15 mils mm-hmm. where a lot of you know you don't need that amount of no. variation <laughs> no. have. very true mm. very true uh, next up, free. You're going to tell us a little bit about fantasy flux. Uh, yeah. I mean, how many types of flux have you guys played before? I've played uh, three, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've played like two, but my favourite yeah. was Monty Python. Oh, I loved Monty Python. Monty, Monty Python, Python flux, flux was solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, what's great is this definitely appeals to me on so many levels. But there is a new flux, and mm. it's fantasy flux. So mm. if you haven't, if you are one of those rare people that haven't played flux <laughs> before, uh, the concept is that you start with three cards, draw a card, and then you play a card. So you've got to meet a current objective and a current goal card. So it changes throughout the game. And in this version, you have a goal card like the ring bearer or how to steal from a dragon. But um, <laughs> So there's loads of different stuff. But if you wouldn't be flux if there wasn't actions and chances for you to change the rules throughout. But the difference in this version is that the keepers are now able to flex a bit of magic. So you have cards like the Dark Lord and the Dungeon and the Army of the Dead, which I wonder where they're from. That seems mm. a bit <laughs> There's a very Ineo Montoya looking. Oh, yeah. 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 But it gives a nice head up, a heads up to memes and iconic yeah. fantasy titles like Lord of the Rings, mm. Harry Potter, and featuring the, you know your sturdy dragons, your dwarves, and the elves, and all types of fantasy folk. Mm. So definitely one for fantasy fans out there. It's always that, nice to see them sorry. as well. Uh, 
go into different reskins essentially because it's yeah. a solid game but sometimes people go well i don't play mm. or care about cthulhu I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of monster is yeah, this yeah, yeah, what I kind of monster doesn't don't, like don't worry, who told you that fire is coming for those people <laughs> but whenever you whenever you see flux there are so many uh variations on it that yeah. you know if there is something that tickles your fantasy like fantasy or like sci-fi or monty python or scooby-doo whatever it happens to be then chances are um it, there it's is a, one. a great way of grabbing it and then introducing it to other people as well and so a yeah. handy wee game to have in mm. your back pocket if you're going to a convention or if you're oh, looking yeah. to play something Definitely. with kids as well because it's yeah. even, yeah. even just a as a road trip game yeah very low yeah that's the thing. It only takes about half an hour to play, I'd mm. say. But and and between two and six people, you can get so many people involved, especially on a road trip if you're free and you sit uh, in the back car. It's it's very much one of those games that I think came around sort of the period of Munchkin and that sort of like the birth mm. of the hobby card game on the yeah, table. Yeah. Really nice. So it's good to see that it's still going strong and people yeah. are enjoying it. And the thing that I quite liked as well when I looked at this and was reading through it is I think that the artwork's really good on it too. Oh yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, so it's nice to see like a card game that's been like, no, no, we're not going to throw silly, il crappy illustrations on here. We're going to go all out when it comes to this. Yeah, so, yeah very cool. you can see the card. I mean, that is quite evidently Gandalf, but it's not Gandalf. It's yeah. not, yeah. but you know. Gandalf. <laughs> you can tell it's not Gandalf because Gandalf didn't have moons and stars on his room. Yes. Oh. That's how Mandorf. There we go. That's <laughs> Oh, and off the beige. <laughs> Gets <me> better. <laughs> going from one fantasy realm to another, we're going to oh. be looking at the stuff from uh, Fireforge, which is coming to Kickstarter very, 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 very soon. Um, so they are working on a new addition to their Forgotten World range, which, uh, if you've seen it in the past, included um, a bunch of sort of humans themed off the uh, Starks from uh, A Song of Ice and Fire and a bunch of the undead as well. But they're now going to be introducing dwarves into the mix which is fantastic so the stone realm dwarves are coming to kickstarter in april uh, and this is going to be a mix of both resin and plastic kits that they've been working on so for example you've got the the rune laird bringing in the scottish connection there is he uh, carrying a potato <laughs> i mean well. he, he's writing into the title just like i shall trade this potato for mead see my potato <laughs> Take it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so happy that he's got a potato here. <laughs> they buried it too deep. Um, so yeah, so you've got your your potato leaders there, it. which are going to be done in uh, resin. Mm. Uh, and then, as is the way with Fireforge, they're also going to be working on a bunch of new plastic kits. Um, so there's different plastic kits coming out that will be uh, applicable to kind of like the core of an army. So you're going to have your infantry, your ranged troops, and your cavalry. Now, we've seen a couple of the uh, cavalry elements before, sort of mm -hmm. goat riding fellows. But this was sort of like our first, like a lot more of the infantry element. So you've got guys with big double-handed weapons. You're going to have hand weapons and shields. You're going to have spears. You're going to have pikes. You've got crossbows. They're also working on gunners and all that kind of thing too. So they're definitely taking the themes of dwarves and then sort of mixing it together with an aesthetic that is a little bit more kind of like renaissance era, I guess you'd say. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of feeling just a mild disconnect just with the armor styling on these. It's a little, think? Yeah. It's a little rounded for what I normally imagine dwarves to wear. It's not your traditional dwarf, is it? Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I like, nothing like wrong with it. No. Well, in, in many respects, it matches um, their current range of humans. Yes. You know, they don't have different armor because... Mm -hmm. Depending on on how you choose to view your world, potentially the armorers and leather workers and the like, you know, it's it's 
the same yeah, they're people providing making the same stuff. Band, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I really like the look of it, and it does have that very Renaissance feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you should, if you've got the humans already, you can mix, mix and match these um, mm-hmm. quite happily between them. Yeah. That's the thing that I, I maybe see these, that's the niche that I think these would fit if you were building some kind of collaborative army. Mm. where you had humans and dwarves perhaps working together maybe they would have bought across a lot of their weaponry and that kind of thing but the armor maybe is done to kind of match with the human empires so maybe for example if you're going to be playing a game like um oathmark where a lot of the ideas in that are that factions and races meld together to create larger different style armies you could do a really cool human and dwarf alliance on the tabletop yeah that could be cool and as you can see, there's a little bit of a scaling there. So you can see them against some of their Fireforge miniatures, which are the two humans on the right-hand side. And then you've got one of the Empire soldiers or Free is, Guild. Is that not called. a zombie on the right-hand side? I Sorry, mean, well, he was a human was at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, zombies mini- are people too. <laughs> miniatures with mouths open just hit different for me. They've always got some really interesting facial expressions. Every one of them, <laughs> they're so different. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, they match up quite nicely against a lot of the stuff that's out there in 28 mil. Uh, I, cool. I would reckon they probably work quite nicely with a lot of the Oathmark stuff in general, actually. Yeah. So uh, I really, yeah. really like them. Mm. I, they're, they're absolutely terrific. It's nice to see a set of armor that looks like a set of armor and, mm. and not some sort of massive overdrawn what? or over the top thing. sculpture that he's pulled yeah. on. You know, it's, it, it's it not World of Warcraft armor. It's normal armor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there to, it's there to do a job and not to catch every incoming sword swing. Because it's massive, massive pauldrons or weird things on their heads. So all they do is channel the blues in and kill the people wearing them. So what, Speaking have, of which, have them sing YMCA and one of them gets their head crushed. <laughs> exactly, exactly like that. I, I think we're about to see an example just of that as well. Oh, oh yes, because. <laughs> I mean, segways are on point today. They oh, really are, yeah, yeah. We are on fleek. The, the ostentatious, <laughs> the over-the-top, and the dramatic world of Warhammer Quest Curse City is coming up for pre-order this weekend. Now, everyone has been waiting for this to arrive on tabletops. And finally, this weekend, you will have your chance to do so. Do not fear, just as an, out, an outright statement, this is not like one of their boxed games that comes out that has come out in the past. This is like Blackstone Fortress. I would assume they're going to make more copies than you think. So don't <laughs> worry, okay? <laughs> but this is going to be your chance to dive in and play as one of eight heroes or nine if you pick up the book, which we'll talk about later, um, where you can dive in and walk through the cursed city of Ulthan Khan, hoping to defeat Radokar the wolf and his minions as you seek to cleanse the town of his dark presence. Very, very cool indeed. I'm digging this. Uh, yeah. This looks fantastic. It's got Mordheim vibes going all over it, mixing that in with a little bit of the Mortal Realms that's, uh, you know, the sort of ninth degree, which is very cool. Mm. And I just think that the concept of the game is really nice. We've seen the gameplay video of it now. It mm. takes a lot of the stuff that has been done in things like Blackstone Fortress and Silver Tower and Shadows of a Hammerhole before it mm. and kind of improves and de- uh, sort of develops on that, which is really cool. So they've tweaked a couple of the mechanics here and there to make it so that it's a lot more easier to do movement and that kind of thing. They've mm-hmm. changed it so that fighting actually feels a little bit more tense and cinematic, which is really nice. Well, at least from the demo video, of course. I'm sure mm. the experiences will vary as it hits the tabletop. But this does seem like a pretty awesome uh, little package from the guys at Game Workshop. Yeah, uh, I, I think one of the key things when they re-released or when reimagined, I suppose is a better word, Warhammer Quest with Silver Tower, and everybody looked at it and went, "That's not Warhammer Quest. Mm. That that's you know, it's it's a board game with miniatures, but yes. it didn't feel like Warhammer Quest. It didn't really feel like a, a campaign. Whereas this, 
looks a lot more like yeah. what you expect quest to be and blackstone fortress did it very well where you had the the continuing narrative so much so that they even had um individual campaign sort of bits were in envelopes sealed envelopes so you didn't did, spoil yeah. the adventure before and i don't know if yeah. they're going to go to that extent with this but it it feels more like I, that narrative fantasy yeah. storytelling going throughout it from one of the things that i think they've talked about in the previous for this one they've done it so that you have a number of different styles of mission you can approach so there's like hunt mm. Uh, like sabotage or secure and then there's like a like a boss hunt mission style thing so what you can do is you go out into the streets and it builds a map before you or it'll build as you go which is really nice and then you'll have different objectives every single time you play and then much like you know as you were saying sort of classic warhammer quest you can actually level up your heroes between missions and you will have to level them up in order to beat some of the bosses that we've seen previously previewed by them as well which is really cool and once you beat all of them you'll potentially be powerful enough to take on radicara himself and free the city from his grasp mm -hmm. um one of the other cool things about this uh, as well as we sort of see in the video mm -hmm. here is that um um, C.L. Werner, who has done really awesome stuff in the past for the guys at uh, Games Workshop and Black Library, is actually working on a book to go alongside this, uh, which is called Cursed City. And the hardback version of it and the limited edition version of the book will come with a new character card in the back of it to add another hero into the mix. Mm. So if you want to add in a very curmudgeonly <laughs> amethyst wizard, you can do so. And just to make him extra annoying for everyone else at the tabletop, he has abilities that are very powerful, but they hurt your friends. <laughs> and that's how he inspires himself. So Gibbs. it's going to be very interesting <laughs> seeing how much he gets used. And of course, Justin would pick him. <laughs> so there we go. So that Warren doesn't pick him. Yeah. This is no. a really interesting one for me because quite a lot of my board gaming friends, as it were, never usually cross over to Games Workshop style titles. But a lot of them have said to me, I'm really thinking about picking up Cursed City. And it's just really interesting to see that more people are crossing over because they've yeah. adapted it in a way to kind of a board gamey style yeah. that's a bit more easy accessible to cross over yeah. see what's yeah. what's drawing me to it is so whenever silver tower came out it was zinch it was bright it was shiny it was technicolor and i'm just sitting there going no no i want <laughs> the dark gritty bloody you know yeah. horrible moneyness <laughs> and this kind of has that aesthetic for me you see I, I actually quite liked silver tower for what it was i mean now, when you hear stories of the development cycle of Silver Tower, mm. um, you will understand why it came out in the state that it did. Um, but it was definitely one of those things where they were trying something new, and I really liked the, theme, the themes that they were building on and trying to give another avenue into mm. the world of Age of Sigmar. Because that's what I think is really is one of the was one of the hardest nuts to crack when it came to the change was getting your head around the law and the look and the feel of it all, especially mm. after everyone had spent you know, decades of their life in the old world, basically. Mm. Um, but then I think Shadows that. of a Hammerhell really did a good job of sort of iterating on that, throwing a Games Master into the mix. Then obviously they realized that maybe people want to play together and not just against one person. Uh, and so they went back to the idea of doing the kind of like more cooperative style of gameplay with Blackstone Fortress. Mm -hmm. And then that has been iterated on again when it comes to, uh, to Curse City. So yeah. very cool. it, it's something we've talked about a lot is whenever a game is coming out, when you're thinking of getting into a game, having that jump off point into the story yeah. is critical. Yeah. I would also say, if you're interested by the Soulblight Gravelords, TM, uh, that are coming out for Age of Sigmar uh, in the near future, you might actually be interested in picking up Curse City because it obviously comes with Radokar and the zombies and the skeletons and the monsters and the vampires and things. And they are all got... 
um, war scrolls that will be usable in Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in maybe starting on one of those armies and going down a very sort of characterful route by using Radakar as the main thrust of that, uh, then definitely pick this up and, and, and check that out and play not just Cursed City, but Age of Sigmar uh, at large as well. Just drawn to the objector markers of the guy going like that. There's a crew running off of somebody's house cake. <laughs> Did they mention whether or not um, it's it's uh, fully cooperative or is it is it adversarial? So it's fully somebody? cooperative, fully cooperative. Nice. Uh, so you can play it solo or you can play it with a whole bunch of people if you want to. Well, four people, of course. But uh, uh, what's really. what's the minimum player count? Uh, well, but one person, oh, wow. so you can play it by right. yourself, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, or you can go in there with a bunch of people and, and play it with your friends, stuff, which is really nice mm-hmm. to see. Um, and the fact that it's got that sort of running narrative, but it's not like story missions, as it mm-hmm. were, means yeah. that it, you can almost do a little bit of sort of like drop in, drop out gameplay and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We have seen prices for it. I'm not going to go into it too much, but it's reasonable for what it is which is okay. Uh, okay. But it, remember, if you buy from your friendly local gaming stores, you might get yourself a discount. There you go. If you buy it from us. Yes, yes. Just start a project hang, hang now. Hang your hat on a bed. Fine. Just buy from us. <laughs> yeah, but you start your project now, you win one of the spring cleaning challenge, you get a 50 quid voucher for it. Yeah. Uh, hardly yeah. like spending money yeah, at yeah. all, is it? That's cool segue. Well done, Jerry. Well, you know. Uh, but yeah really looking forward to this i'm definitely going to be pre-ordering it and diving in really enjoying where they're going with this one and very interested to read the story by cl werner as well did you win one of our prizes find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won if you see your username fill out the form to claim your prize all prizes must be claimed within 30 days Next up, we have a bit of news coming out of Cromlex. So uh, first up, they've got some new amazing Necron terrain coming. And before you click that store, Jerry, I've actually got it here in the studio. So Swish. Come and have a look at this. The guys are currently running a bit of a birthday special, but I want to talk about their Necron stuff. So you have the Lost Pyramid. It's all HDF. Looks like it's really easy to put together. And it's got quite a bit of modularity to it. So you can take your little pillars, put them separate. And if you want to put some doors in, they've got these little panels that come off. And you can slot in some doors, which I think is kind of cool. On top of that, you've got the big summoning portal here. I like whenever companies use clear acrylic in their designs, because you leave it off until after you've painted it. And then it just adds a nice big punch of color. Uh, This is one of my favorites here. So... You've got the Dynasty Obelisk. Uh, so we've got it built here. And basically, these little components here, if I can pull this out and not feel on camera, are actually meant to go in with the clear acrylic so that they're actually floating up and out from the segment that they go into. Very cool. The biggest thing that's going to come out of this set is here at the back of the board. So this is a modular set of different terrain components, which is going to allow you to basically put big lock blocking line of sight components into your table and you can do it as big or as small as you like and we'll quickly run through what we get so we've got an apex so if you want to build a bit of higher ground on top of it or just have this sitting in the middle of the board as a bit of blocking line of sight you've got your basic walls you've got more basic walls central walls you're probably going to want to get a few of these to actually fill out your raised area on your board ramps 
small stairs, big stairs, and corner components so that you can actually wrap it around your board. I think this modular set could be really, really cool to play on to actually set up a game of 40K because you can do really nice big blocked out levels. And I think you can also do, I mean, like you could take this stuff here and just build like a big median in the middle so that at the start of the game, everything's trying to come up over the top onto that ramp to sort of do like super close trench line style fighting. Uh, tell you what, drop me a comment below, tell me what you're thinking. And don't forget, make sure and check out the Chromlex site this weekend because they're actually running a birthday seal. So they're gonna have some discounts, some draws, the first 100 orders are going to get a random mini and make sure and have a nosy about the site because you don't know what they're going to be hiding in some of the pages. I'll let you get back to the show. That looks spectacular. It's a uh, bit yeah. like Warren meets Matt, but without Warren or Matt. Yeah, it, 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 it's, Scott you know. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> no, a new section is born. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, you know me, I do love working with the, the HDF kids <laughs> whenever they come through the studio. That is true. So, yeah, Justin's got wood. Oh, okay, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it's a, it's a really cool modular setup that they've built for it. So, I mean, like, I like the idea that you can do those nice big raised areas on the board. You can sort of like section things off and have like different fighting levels and break your line of sight across like massive parts of the board. And whenever, then the, the modular pyramids are cool too. Yeah. Whenever we've seen it uh, in the news story a month or so ago before it was released, I think, yeah. uh, we're really impressed with the way they, they brought the sort of different levels on it and then also brought the acrylic pieces the acrylics, in yeah. to mm -hmm. give you that sort of whole feel that there's some sort of energy rocking throughout the necropolis. And I mean, yeah. theoretically, yes, it is very sci-fi Necron based, but if you drop out some of the bigger guns and pieces mm -hmm. uh there's no reason why you couldn't do uh weird ancient ancient alien like terrain for your mm -hmm. your fantasy tables for empire of dust or uh, that mm -hmm. sort of thing as well well i mean like the, it doesn't even have to be kept clean whenever you've you've got it built and painted you could actually start throwing like lots of weathering and stuff over it you know like dirt flock and stuff to actually make it look like it's sort of like a buried necron city or like alien tax city which could look really cool you know, so for some of those like more post-apocalyptic sci-fi games out there, you could run it for that, definitely. Yeah, sure. So they're, they're doing their birthday sale, which ran from uh, April 1st, which is April Fool's Day through to the 6th. Um, over on there, you're going to be able to uh, get 20% off pretty much all of their range. And then it's 15% mm -hmm. off their Frostgrave terrain series, mm -hmm. which came out towards the tail end of last year. Mm -hmm. On top of that, there are a couple of additional bits and bobs they're doing. So if you're one of the first 100 people to make orders on the site, then you can get yourself some really cool free miniatures, which is very cool. There are three to choose. Well, three that you may get Surprise given mini. as part of that. Yeah, surprise <laughs> miniatures. They're also doing a thing where if you spend over 100 euros on their store, this is just using euros as the main context here because that's what their store set up for originally. You can then get put into a draw to get vouchers for 50, 75, or 100 euros to buy more stuff from them, which is always nice as well. Yeah. And On top of that, they're also doing a hidden sneaky thing. Ooh. So they have been teasing what's coming up in the next couple of months anyway as part of their store. Mm -hmm. But if you look through some of the different entries, you may find hints to what's coming up in the next couple of months that they're doing. I sense they're going to be doing some very interesting Rust-themed dwarves. Nice. Well, here's a question. We've all had a look at the Cromlech store, yeah? Mm. Mm -hmm. so of what they've done so far, what's your favorite? Just, just for curiosity. 
Oh, well, if I was going to pick, I think it would have to be some of the uh, Frostgrave stuff, I think, mm. because that game is still fresh in my mind, and it'd be really nice to pick up maybe a couple of the different terrain elements for that and put together a board to do some of the scenarios. I think that'd yeah. be really cool. I mean, for, for myself, I love the Orc Great Coats. They just look fabulous. They are nice. Yeah. They are. I'm I'm a big fan of the um, Demon line they've done, which is sort of a variety of mostly Nurgle-esque, although occasionally other demons may enter. <laughs> uh, but, but but they've got a, a a terrific sort of eye on that but i mm. think actually my favorite thing they've done is the uh polish line for the historic historical ah. being a, a polish company they've mm. done world war ii pools and it's it's early war and it's a very very comprehensive range we we looked at all of uh Cromlech's bits and pieces um in an india of the week mm-hmm. where we we spent some time delving through and i was just blown away by what was in here including you have a tank at they have the TK3. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> alternatively, TKS, if it's upgunned with a better engine, which is the most adorable tankette ever to cruise the battlefield ever. Uh, little two-seater, six-cylinder. Yeah, yeah if, if you want to, to know more about that, David Fletcher from the, the Tank Museum has actually done a really great video on their YouTube channel. Nice. Also, uh, Chieftain from World of Tanks. Yes. Did one recently as well, where he's a guy who's about the same size as me, so around two meters tall, and he yeah. gets inside it, which yes. has to be watched. I didn't realize you were so tall, Jerry. Jerry's gigantic. I've not seen our last place. How did it, how tall? Yeah, but I didn't kind of, it's camera perspective, isn't it? I didn't <laughs> realize you were a giant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. What was, there was one we did where it was you and Rufus from, the guys at Firelock, and I'm at the back of the table, and I look like a small child. Okay, it, is, <laughs> it is adorable. How tall are you, Jerry? Um, 196 centimeters. Is that wow. fit? Yeah, six foot five. Just wow, you're tall. I'm five three, so I'll be looking yeah. baby oh, next God. to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, uh, we're looking at a company that I thought had vanished from the face of the earth. Okay. Oh, so it's so, a resurrection redemption? Yes. <laughs> so, so this is Icarus Games, which is by a fellow called Anton. Um, and way back in the annals of Beasts of War history, so this is going back a couple of years now, uh, they did a selection of miniatures for both the Alliance and the Nexus as part of their own game line, right? Mm-hmm. They were available in resin, uh, and they were really, really awesome 28, 32mm miniatures. And I'm fairly sure at the time, Lloyd was convinced that the Nexus were the best aliens that have ever existed. And then they vanished. There was just no way for them to go on beyond what they'd done. With, uh, we're trying to do a Kickstarter and all that kind of thing, and they were like, you know what? I don't want to bother with this. I'm just going to go off and do my own thing kind of thing. And I was sad. <laughs> but Icarus Games and Anton are back, and all of those old miniatures are now available on my mini factory in STL format. So, Justin, <laughs> get printing! <laughs> hey, look, Ben, if, if, if you can get the files, I will quite happily run some of these out because they, they do look absolutely oh, my God. badass. Yeah. So... It's no surprise that these are now available again, considering Stargrave is a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, the, the Alliance, clearly the faction I would run for Stargrave. But this was uh, the two sort of core factions that they, they, they designed for this, the Nexus and the uh, 
I just remember what you, what you just said. I remember what it was now. <laughs> what was that? I'm going to start that sentence. You two are just, you're just looking at each other today, just, aren't you? Alliance and Nexus. <laughs> the Alliance and the Nexus. Yes, that's what they are. Oh, my God. I'm just uh, so enamored by the aliens. There we go. Uh, no, but yes. you see, we, we hear each other that much. It's just like white noise. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's like the, the, the teacher. <laughs> but the, the two factions they, they put together were just phenomenal. And I loved the design of them. I thought it was really innovative and a little bit different. They'd gone with kind of like a mix of styles between sort of more traditional high sci-fi. And then they'd mixed in a lot of stuff, kind of like Star Wars-esque sort of elements there as well, which is really cool. And it all came together to create these amazing four-armed aliens. I'm getting John Carpenter vibes if they weren't quite so tribal, if that society had moved on a little bit. I I suppose, yeah. They've actually got a little bit going on with them, which is really nice. But... Mm. The thing that I really liked about these is that obviously they came from, a, they were originally sculpted in 3D anyway, mm-hmm. and then developed into these resin miniatures. And then they're going back to that STL format. And as you can see, they're just fantastic. Yeah. There's so much detail baked into them. I love all the poses. They feel like badasses, both mm-hmm. factions in this set. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, I am looking at these thinking how I would pop them into a slicer and there's nothing that's like, horrendous to actually you know catch on your scaffold and stuff which is pretty good yeah those are all words certainly <laughs> technical so this... technical stuff jerry very technical <laughs> very very sciencey very sciencey uh, techie, techie. so this was one of the first miniatures that was actually shown off for this range back in the day uh, and i just loved it they're kind of feral nexus leaping forward with knives at the ready to hack through somebody just fantastic yeah. yeah, and he's he's raided his local sporting goods store for those shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to have protection, have it on your shoulders. So, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, yeah. Very cool. Amazing. The thing that's quite nice about this as well is that obviously what we're seeing here is that you we're getting an idea of what they look like when they're finished and painted up, but you also get a look of how they all appear once they're out of the printer as well with some of the other elements of this. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a feel for what you're going to be printing, which is always nice to see when it comes yeah. to this kind of project. I assume these are just going to, I know obviously you can print out things mm-hmm. in one piece, mm-hmm. but since these were originally designed to be cut and cast, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, mm-hmm. I assume these are going I would to assume that in, would be the, in, case. In the same yeah. style then. So you will, yeah. you will end up having to, Assemble. assemble yeah yeah no for for me that actually is going to make them easier to 3d print because you see the way you've got the the tiny itty bitty little claws on there on some of them yeah because those arms are off you'll be printing from the the solid shoulder cut going right. up to that small point and then you won't have a lot of scaffolding around that that you're going to have to drag off and then yeah. possibly break a claw off yeah so i think that's that's pretty good because you should be able just to set that down with minimal scaffolding and it'll just run out on its own Let's have a look at the Alliance as well now. Oh, yeah. Mm. Of those guys. I mean, the Gunslinger is my favorite. The Gunslinger is the gunslinger possibly the best is... of the miniatures. Or the Outrider. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I think the Outrider was one of the final miniatures that ever came out mm. from these guys. Uh, I'm not even sure if it even made it to their web store, so that's pretty cool to see it back, actually. But mm-hmm. um, it reminded very much of kind of like a, a Starcrafty style ghost Outfit, see, I'm, maybe, I'm getting so. like XCOM 2 vibes from it. Oh, yeah, you could definitely. I would love to see somebody paint that cloak as kind of like a hex pattern mm. coat. So, done as sort of like a camo. I think that would well, be really nice. We, we, it's we like a hunter. John. We it's have like a John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, from Destiny, don't I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, you've got some of the troopers and stuff. So you've got like a heavy weapon trooper and then a couple of guys armed with their traditional assault rifles and all that kind of thing as well, which is really nice, nice too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really digging the, the armor design they've went for here. Yeah. It's tacky, but it's not like uber tacky. Yeah. It's kind of got that almost um, exosuit quality to it yeah. a little bit, as if it's kind of enhancing their abilities. Yeah, but, but the segmentation means that they can move around and stuff. Future. Yeah. It's yeah. a hell of a sidearm he's got as a backup weapon. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Tony yeah. Harry would not be, you know. I like to think that's an enforcer pistol if you're uh, really I mean, unreal. If, <laughs> if, if you're firing that thing, you don't yeah. brace right, you're going to break your nose. <laughs> but um, if you're putting together like a, a, a crew for Stargrave, then this would be pretty much exactly what you want to go for, really. Yeah. You could use these as kind of like a, a more militaristic style crew, or maybe if you painted the armor up in a different fashion, so maybe you yeah. added some kind of like um, sort of graffiti and stuff onto the models and that kind of thing, that would be really cool. And you could do them as kind of like rebels or renegades and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, or use them is... as the pirates. And you, yeah, use them as the pirates that are hunting you down between games or in games. Nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Now, the only question I would really have is, are there any limitations to how many times you can print out a figure once you own them? Good question. Because I, I have I know no idea. I've never used my manufacturing that are able for, to so. do that. I don't know if this <laughs> is one of those. I would assume it would be, uh, you can print it as many times as you'd like. Because there is a standard store license on there, so I would assume it's just for um, yeah. uh, personal use. So, of course yeah. it's for personal use. It's just yeah. I have seen that there are there are some companies out there now that actually have put in Number of limit. copy limits. Yeah, I get you what you mean. Yeah. Which sort of I, DMR in there. Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of disagree with it because let's say you're you're DRM. just starting out DRM. and you're trying to learn how to do it and you mess mm. up each time. You only have so many tries at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, as it stands. Oh, here's the gunslinger. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Save the best he one, looks so oh, cool. See, he just screams nice little republic. He does. Uh, see, I, I'm, I'm just getting Firefly vibes. You know, yeah, brown really? coats. yeah, but he's got armor on. Yeah, but he's got armor Yeah, they didn't have armor on. I want to I I paint him with a proper stubble mm. beard. Oh, yeah. Well. I think it'd be really cool. And then just write um, Bamf on his belt and make him into McCree <laughs> from Overwatch. You've got space there. You, you, mean, like, you could yeah. green stuff that on there. Yeah, put it on his little armored cod piece. We'll do it that way. <laughs> um, I'd say um, that if this is a, a sort of a successful experiment for him, then it, his plan is to expand the range yes. to to where yeah. they wanted to go originally, which is uh, yeah. fantastic because it had so much potential, but mm-hmm. the, the the difficulty in sculpting and then supplying the miniatures was what sort of crippled them originally. I think. Mm. Well, I mean, like his his supply chain is not a server. Yeah. And, that, and that's got to make life easier. Now, I know that Icarus Miniatures became Icarus Games, and I know that he does still do 3D printing and kind of, um, uh, but does stuff work for other companies. Mm-hmm. So, still got the skills there. Yeah. It'd be really nice to see what uh, they do going forward, maybe expanding on this, bringing in another couple of factions. Yeah. Giving us more Nexus, giving us more Alliance troops as well, now that I've now remembered the name, uh, for us to, to use throughout the collection and expand on your crews. Because like that, when you look at it there, those six miniatures, that's a pretty damn good start to a, a Stargrave warband yeah. or yeah. gang. And you're you're so. pretty well covered for the different, you know, sort of like soldier roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You've got shooty, shooty 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 
multiple pew pew and shooty. <laughs> oh, the, the, la- the last one is sneaky shooty. Right. Um, sneaky shooty, sil- loud sil- shooty. Silent pew. Yeah. The silent Technical pew term. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, if you're interested in going back and checking out a, as I thought, forgotten line of miniatures mm. and 3D printing them yourself at home, go and check out these because, as yeah. I said at the beginning, the Nexus, oh, chef's yeah. kiss, best um, aliens out there. So, I'm, yeah. I'm well up for this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> shall we take a look at the Kickstarters before we, we round off the show? Yeah. yeah sure. So uh, the first of these is one that um, Jerry had an interview uh, with the team at Triton Noir about this um, earlier in the week, but this is V Commandos Deluxe. Mm-hmm. So this is them returning to uh, Kickstarter with the deluxe version of the game, which comes with miniatures and all sorts of bits and pieces, mm-hmm. expansions and the like as well. Uh, runs for one to four players, so you can play it solo or with the group, uh, and can take between 30 minutes for a quick dive in and a skirmish all the way through to 120 minutes if you're going to be playing part of a linked campaign as well. Uh, but yeah, Jerry, what did you uh, find out about this during the week? Yeah, so the the system itself works on the principle that um, it's all about stealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to kick off and make a ruckus. So uh, whenever you're, you're playing, you play various characters, whether they are commandos or resistance uh, or spies, uh, so OSS, and you're moving through um, various areas, trying not to make any noise at all or set off the alarms. Very uh, cool. So you've got this interesting aspect where the order in which you do things is as important as what you choose to do as you're attempting to complete these sort of narrative scenarios. Um, because in some cases, some things like a scout is particularly good at moving, has lots of uh, abilities that help them not set off mm-hmm. or reduce the, the alarms that are being made. Uh, so if they're going to go first, then you may find somebody clumsily knocking stuff around and kicking the arm off and causing you issues later on. <laughs> but the game has been out for a few years now. Um, it has, yeah. And yeah. when they initially released it, they released it with just cardboard tokens, sort of top down, a very old school computer game almost, where you're you're looking at, you know, tops of people's heads and guns. Um, and it, it got a terrific reception because the gameplay was so engaging, but they'd always had it in the back of their mind that they wanted to do miniatures with it. Uh, but for their initial release, they just didn't want to risk trying to do miniatures and not actually hit where they wanted to, to get to. Yeah, delivery. Uh, the, the, yeah. the quality and, and delivery of it was, was very important to them. So this is a chance for them to come back. The gameplay itself hasn't changed. Uh, which means if you already own that original V Commandos, there's there's new scenarios that are available to buy separately. Mm. And also the miniatures are available to buy separately. So if you want to upgrade to these new figures, uh, then you can do that um, without having to rebuy all the components that you already have, <laughs> um, which is an excellent yeah. way of doing it because, you know, if you've already bought the game and love the game, being told you have to buy a duplicate just to get the new figures is probably not going to be uh, high up people's lists of things yeah. that they want to do. Uh, they've also re, um, re, I suppose, reimagined the artwork. So they, they got a new artist in uh, to do all the character cards, and then the sculpts were based off uh, that cool. new artwork as well. So yeah. it has a, a bit of a refresh, which means if people haven't come across it before, it's all spanking new and shiny. And if you already have it and enjoy it, then you can explore further uh, what their their plans are for V Commandos. So it's mm. it's a lot going on there, and it's absolutely smashed the funding goal already, yeah. um, which shows that obviously people are 
very keen to play these type, type of games. Yeah. And they have a lot more planned, as you can see here, yeah. for down the road, including social media stretch goals, which I believe is a thing that the kids like. <laughs> well, there, there is a flip side to what you were saying there, Jerry, because if you have had this game and loved this game, hmm. you let's say you've done like I've done with some of my board games and played them to destruction, you can then just dive in and get the new upgraded version. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Medical dog. I oh, know. I've literally looked at every single time a dog has come up. I've been like, dog, 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 every single time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do like... You're probably like me. You see a dog on the street, it's just like, must pet. Yes, that's exactly I... what <laughs> I do like that the focus on the gameplay is that it's um, like stealth-based. Because yeah. I think that's something that you don't normally get in a game that is kind of like tiles and World War Two kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You tend to see it more be sort of like a gung-ho experience, but I like the idea that they're actually like, no, no, you've got to stealth forward and try and get into the right positions before you go loud and all that kind of thing. And, and yeah, when, you, nice. when you play a game, when you set up a scenario, you get these sort of tiles here, and obviously this is just some of the new tiles, so we've got mm -hmm. like a gun battery or whatever, a V2 there, but it will tell you maybe set up a set of four tiles with two certain commandos on it and right. set up a separate set with another two commandos or one commando and they've got different objectives to complete and um. both sets don't complete the objective then overall you haven't completed the scenario because maybe somebody has to go and disarm the bomb or or get the sapper into the the gun battery to plant some explosives while the other pair are clearing out the uh the germans to make good their escape afterwards. Cool. so you you have these sort of interlinking scenarios as well which gives you a sort of asymmetric feel which is just mm. beautiful as well that's mm. cool so yeah it's um a lot going on and because it has been out for a while and the rules haven't changed you can go there are a lot of gameplay videos out there uh for the original game which will show you how it plays obviously that's this nice. just upgrades uh what you already have there if you want to get stuck into a bit of stealth action cool these guys also did the Assassin's Creed board game as well. So yeah, so if you want to <laughs> watch out for more on that, cool yeah. some of the miniatures can be. You should check that out. Mm. Yeah. Weirdly enough, there's um, is that Sam Healy's. Where'd I see it? That review, which came out from the original V Commandos from Sam, actually finished with him going, "You know what? I'm a miniatures guy. If this had miniatures in it, it would have everything." <laughs> <laughs> Four or five I, years ago, I'm uh, waiting to now... see if he comes back and goes, "Oh." Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah, V Commandos. It has fourteen days to go, and is funded wow. in speeds. Oh yeah, that's absolutely smashed it. That's mm. bonkers. Uh, so the next Kickstarter that we're going to be looking at is a sort of traditional miniature style one as well. Uh, so this is from Creative Sculpt Studio. Also Paul Smith. Also has another name, but this Dark is. Hollow. Dark Hallow Miniatures, yeah. yes. But this is Random Dungeon Encounters. So this is a small campaign, mm. but it's focusing on creating eight really fun miniatures for you to use in your D&D-style adventures on the tabletop. So if you're looking for something to maybe be a boss or a major villain in a campaign, then maybe these would be worth picking up. Right. So you've got things like the very quirky Magma Imp there, which is really cool. Uh, but then you've got more classic characters. So you've got things like the Eye Tyrant Beholders, if you're a fan of D&D, <laughs> Bugbears and the Bug Hulk as well. So if you're looking to unleash some big monsters on things, and you've got that too. Very distinct um, sculpting style, style to these, mm -hmm. which very much reminds me of very classic sort of maybe other world style miniatures collections that are out there. So if you know that range, then these are very familiar to that too. Um, also taking lots and lots of cues from the old monster manuals when it comes to the monsters you see here, which is always good to see. Yeah. Um, cool. 
You've also got the Hobgoblin, which I think is really awesome. Um, Hobgoblins are always very awesome, and it would be good to have one of those maybe leading a warband of others as they're trying to hunt down your heroes on the road. Maybe they're trying to extort taxes from you or something like that. It would be the, really fun. He's the almost sculpt- wearing skill meal hot pants. Leather <laughs> oh. Leatherman for out fashion and is remarkably resilient and doesn't rot that, that quickly either, which is very important when you're Hobgoblin. I would like to get him and just do a little diorama where you could easily replace that shield because he's, he's obviously tied up against it. Yeah. yeah. Turn it into a door. Because he's trying <laughs> yeah. to stop a party of that's adventurers cool. on the other side. <laughs> that's really awesome. Because that's yeah. how I think of things. I will just say that the, the idea of Hobgoblins trying to extort gold out of heroes was because I did exactly the same thing in one of my games as a DM. I had these Hobgoblins set up on the road and I was like, oh, they're in front of you. And they approached them and the Hobgoblin just turned around and went, hold up. You need to pay a tax for this road. And it got into an int- interesting discussion about who owned the road, why they were charging taxes for it, and why they were going to report them to the Empire. But there we go. So. Hey, Ben, I've got a bridge for seal. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, we've also got things like there's a really awesome tomb mummy in there. Um, so if you want to unleash yeah. uh, an undead uh, enemy on your party, then you can do as well. There's also a were-rat and then there's the brain flayer as well. So if you're interested in your mind players and things, you've got that to play around with as well. So yeah, eight really awesome little sculpts there from Paul Smith for you to add into your games. As I say, very small campaign, but um, hopefully if this goes well, we'll see a lot more from from them in the future, which will be really yeah. cool. It, he has a, a terrific set uh, mm. of miniatures on his website and we'll probably visit them as an indie of the week at some point in the future yeah. uh, mm. because he does some absolutely beautiful, traditional, and I suppose old school slash old hammer yes. sculpting yeah. <laughs> um which a lot of it has to be seen to be believed uh, but again well funded obviously a very modest goal yeah but there's no reason yeah. why that can't go and further. Yeah. our point on the pledges is very reasonable for this particular kickstarter yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you can yeah, bits yeah with all of them um for like 50 50 quid, 50 quid that's brilliant for example if you've good. just dropped quite a lot of money on Burrows and Badgers, then this is a nice, reasonable second Kickstarter to back. So. had to come up. <laughs> it didn't have to come up, but I think we all knew it was. I mean, how long did it take for you to do that, Ben? I snuck it in the end. <laughs> uh, you see, there, there are some Kickstarters that come out. That I mean, like, we know Ragnarok's coming next week, and I, I'm just instantly going to be like, yep, so I'll uh, yeah, yeah. tell a kidney right now. <laughs> So there we have it. Two mm-hmm. terrific Kickstarters, Benjamino. Well done, you, Sam. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that about wraps us up, Justin, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Uh, yeah, that will do us for this week. Make sure and come across to the ontabletop.com website this Sunday where we're going to be doing the XLBS. We will be sitting down to have a chat about all more cool things in gaming, what we've been up to in gaming. Jerry, you have a, a topic for us? I may have a topic for you. I'm going to let Jerry find out. Topic. <laughs> and if you haven't done it before, don't forget, we do have a seven-day free trial up for grabs, Ben. We do, yeah. And also remember to make sure to get your comments in down below where you can get yourself the SBQR starter set, which comes with those two awesome armies and the updated rules for that as well. So. All right. Well, everybody, we will move on here. Hopefully, we will see you on Sunday. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.